Happy Hump Day. It's the Nosebleed Seats Podcast, the show everyone can afford to listen to. Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. And it's time to go around the NFL. Chi, this is kind of our favorite stuff to talk about. You and I are both bona fide football junkies, and we mean the American football, not the uh, soccer or football in the rest of the world. Though I did play FIFA the other day, and it's freaking badass. Oh my gosh, dude, have you played FIFA Shots? Oh my, uh, I don't think so. I think okay, so basically you, you, you play the game. You play the game, and what you do is anytime you get scored on, you take a shot. Or anytime oh, you score. It's a drinking game. It's a drinking game. So let's say you're playing your buddy. Let's say you and I are playing. I score on you, you take a shot. You score on me, I take a shot. Okay. Anytime you hit a post, you take a shot. Anytime you get a yellow card, you take a shot. Anytime you get a red card, you take two shots. And anytime anybody scores three goals, everybody takes a shot. Okay. So it's basically anytime you touch the ball, anytime you run kind of fast. No. Anytime you cross the other side of the field. You'd be surprised when shots are involved. There's a lot of uh, safe play and there's a lot of one nothing games. So... There can either be a ton of drinking, usually after the first game or two and a couple shots are in, that's when stuff starts to get a little loosey-goosey and you see a lot of shots flowing. But early on, everyone's a little timid, and then it takes a game under your belt. And then you're a little tipsy. And then everybody's hammered. Now, do you ever have a, do you have any Madden drinking games since this is around the NFL, the National Football League? Do you do any Madden and or maybe formerly NCAA football drinking games? No, I was not playing drinking games before NCAA football, I think, got uh, canceled due to that stupid players wow. not being able to get money. I definitely remember doing that in eighth grade, so I don't know what you were doing. Yeah, what about Madden? Well, I was a good kid. Uh, Madden, I didn't do any drinking games to Madden until I started playing FIFA shots. Then we'd get sick of FIFA, so it was, all right, let's play Madden. And then we turned it into anytime you got scored on. Which, anytime you drop an interception. No, no, no. It's just scored on because field goals, touchdowns, there's a lot more scoring in Madden than there is sure. in FIFA. So we just kept it kept it as that. Anytime you got scored on, you took a shot. And typically, we're big fans of the drafting teams, you know, franchise mode. You probably are, oh, too. Yeah, dude, That's I the way to do it, right? putting teams together. Damn exactly. It. So Building be, it from the ground up. Oh, for sure. So we'd be chilling there like the boys, and we're like, all right, let's draft a team. So we're acting like, all right, we're we're the GM, we're the owner, we're putting our teams together, we're in the war room, we're drafting. We draft our team, then we start playing the season mode. Taking shots. And we're just doing it together. Like, we're alternating, we're stretching over the controllers, yeah. but we're all taking shots together. For so sure. that makes it fun. No, absolutely. That's camaraderie right Definitely, there. Definitely, man. Definitely. So that's that's kind of how we do it. I like that. Yeah. I like and, that a lot. And, and honestly, it's a good thing that you guys don't – take a shot for every dropped interception on Madden because if that was the case well you guys would be blacked out by the first quarter yeah I don't think we'd be able to get through a game no no that's you you wouldn't be able to well let's dive into what a great start though huh yeah we are on fire oh man we jumped right into it hump day all right all right give it to me what do we got I don't even know what's on the run sheet okay awesome wait good I'm glad you don't I'm gonna surprise you we're gonna start off with the Cowboys Oh, that is a surprise. Is it? Because we just actually had a little Cowboys conversation the other day, and I was expressing, you know, some concern, and and the Cowboys were were a little quiet. Maybe that was a good thing. Then we we assessed, eh, I don't know if it really is. Either way, Alan Hearns is now a Dallas Cowboy. And so is, we talked about it, Splash, Deontay Thompson, who nobody's heard of. So now the Cowboys have added two wide receivers to their receiving core. And immediately, 
The concern was, at least from my side of things, oh crap, does that mean they're actually going to cut Des Bryant? Well, it does appear from Cowboys beat writers, from Mike Fisher, who who works with 105.3 The Fan, that the deal was so good, two years, 12 mil, just six mil a year for Alan Hearns, that the Cowboys can't afford to keep Des Bryant along with these other guys they brought in. And Alan Hearns, it appears, expects to be playing with Des Bryant as a teammate. So unless something crazy goes down, um, it does seem like Des Bryant will be a Dallas Cowboy this year, which I hope is the case. And I like the addition of Alan Hearns because you know what? He's a huge upgrade over Terrence Bleepin' Williams, who, by the way, is recovering from surgery on a broken freaking foot that nobody knew about until Stephen Jones told us earlier this week. See, I'm curious about that. Is that a... Is this another Terrence Williams foot racing in the parking lot of a strip club situation? Ooh. Because he has done that in previous off-seasons, actually just last off-season. You know what, dude? I didn't even think about Does that. Does he make a habit of doing this? I think you're onto something. We should... We need to Check. do some research. Should, I bet you if it was Ezekiel Elliott, everybody would be out there looking Man. for videos. If, and if it was at the girl collection, you know we have connections. We can we can put oh, we've in got some calls. More, more we than can connections. figure out we can figure out what really went down if it happened at the girl collection. We need to figure that out because Terrence, man, that's something you could put in Terrence's contract. If you bust up your ankle doing your wind sprints at three a.m. while bleep faced in the parking lot of a strip club. We're going to cut you. We're going to cut you. I wish. The Cowboys can't. We don't owe you anything. They can't cut T. Will, man. They, they are screwed on the Terrence Williams contract. This is not the year to be able to do it. Hey. In fact, they can't. They couldn't trade him before because he's a terrible player and nobody would want him. Now they definitely don't. Now they him. definitely can't. So it was going to be like, hey, we'll give you Terrence Williams and a draft pick. Just take him off of our hands. I don't think that's even humanly possible anymore. But with the addition of Alan Hearns now, obviously, I'm going to try and look at it and spin it in a positive way way because I'm a Cowboys fan and I want nothing but success but you being on the outside looking in can look at it with clean just open-minded goggles here and you did watch Alan Hearns play a lot in college as he was a cane and you gave us your breakdown on what you thought Hearns was as a player so now that he's on the Cowboys what do you think of the signing listen it's it's okay you know he's gonna be an upgrade over Terrence Williams I will say that, but he's a similar player to Des Bryant. I feel like they play basically the same position. And like we talked about last week, he's never been an overly athletic guy. He's now two years past really being overly productive in the league. And those two years since he's been productive, he's been banged up the whole time. So he's an unathletic guy who's been banged up and now seemingly got a little bit less athletic. So I'm like, okay, it's just, it's kind of a, a whatever signing. Um, but it's nothing I would get super excited about. But is he better than Terrence Williams? And now that you find out Terrence Williams has a foot injury or whatever, at least you have some sort of insurance there. So now you're not throwing Noah Brown out there as your second receiver or something ridiculous. So it's not the kind of move that you would say should deter the Cowboys from taking a receiver at some point in the draft. No, absolutely not. But the problem is they're pretty crowded in there now because you have right, and Dez, they're spending you have thirty Hearns. million dollars on the position already. Williams, Beasley, Brown, Switzer, and Thompson. And Lance Lenore. 
Okay. So there's, what, eight guys? Yeah, it's a crowded room. So s- somebody's got to go. Now, is, is some of these guys expendable? Absolutely. But you're paying some of these guys up until Cole Beasley. I mean, you really can't drop you know any of those You know who I think is the guy that, that could be the odd man out? Cole? Yeah. Really? Because... It, and I know a buddy of mine who's also a diehard Cowboys fan is not a big Switzer guy. He he was very disappointed in Switzer's play. But the Cowboys really didn't give Ryan Switzer any reps at the receiver position until the finale against Philly. And he had a decent game. So for me, Switzer and Beasley, very similar guys. As much as I love Cole Beasley, if there's going to be a guy to cut, mainly because of the financial ramifications where if you cut T-Will, you just owe a bunch of dead money and you're not really saving much. Cole Beasley would be the move to make because you've already got a guy on the roster that can do what Cole does, if that makes sense. Speaking of Cole Beasley, are we gonna? When are we gonna get that uh, top ten asses from the scouting combine? Well, Cole's not one of them. You. Um, Dez is. Uh, oh yeah. Well, in Dez terms has of the, the, whole, the whole league, yeah. I'm still working on that, man. I told okay. you, I, I'm through the tight ends and the O line. Good. And I'm through the backs. Nice. The DBs, though, is tough, man. Is this it, was yeah. a chiseled group of DBs it this sure year, was. bro. You get guys like Derwin James, yeah, well, 6'2". Der- Derwin James' ass is a little slight for me. Well, he's 230. Yeah. He's a big guy. But Maybe Minka, not so much in the trunk. Dude, Minka. Oh, Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Packing it? You know what? All right, listen, don't give away your list here. Okay, I fair mean, enough. Come on, enough. we're yeah, going to yeah. be we're excited I got about you. This I thing. got you. And at wide receiver, dude, James Washington. Plump. That's a name. He's built like a running back. He's got some tree trunks down there. That lower body. Apple bottom. Absolutely. Yes. This is exciting. Boots okay. with the fur. This is, this is good news. This is good news. Okay. I'm looking forward to it, but we'll move on. I know you're busy and you're and you're working on it. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just happy to hear that you're still dedicated to it. Wouldn't let you down, brother. All right. So what do we got next? Do you have any more Cowboys issues you need to, we need to squash before we get elsewhere? Uh, no, I think we're okay right now. I mean, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We could talk Cowboys all day, but let's go ahead and move on to the next thing. And, and the other big signing, which we kind of already highlighted uh, earlier this week, it could have come down hour by hour, day by day, but it was Indomitian Sue finally signing with the Rams. We anticipated that it was probably going to happen. He got a one-year $14 million deal. Does that automatically make the Rams the Super Bowl favorite in the NFC? Man, that's actually a really good question. It, it definitely makes them the most exciting team coming into the year with all when you just stack it up on everything they've added. When you look at Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, we've already laughed at those guys this week. And then you just just imagine the pairing of Donald and Sue in the interior of that defensive line. They're both command double teams. I don't understand how they're going to block these guys, even though I don't really know who's coming off the edge for St. L- or, uh, L.A. And I also don't know what they're really doing at linebacker. I thought it was a great move to get rid of Ogletree, but it's like, how are they going to replace him? They got Mark Barron out there, a linebacker, who's not good at all. So they still have some issues to work through, but what an exciting team. I cannot wait to to, to watch Donald and Sue play together. That's going to be so freaking badass. But who else is in the NFC that would be that's giving them competition right now? I mean, obviously, you look at Minnesota, you look at Philadelphia. That's the those are the top three. I mean, and then, of course, you've got Rodgers and the Packers. You can never discount for sure. Rogers. You can never discount Rodgers. Otherwise, have, uh, Jimmy Deontay, G and San Fran, baby. Yeah, Deontay Thompson and the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, you got to watch Alan out for Deontay and, and Alan Hearns and, and Zeke, a healthy been and ready to go, no suspension this year. Hopefully. Hopefully, uh, you know, the Cowboys are knocking on the door for success. But, uh, no, the Cowboys need to go get back on the field. It's what you, have you done for me lately. It's that kind of league. And the Cowboys were uh, a mediocre team a year ago. So they've got a lot to prove. They're not on that level 
with the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Rams right now. But I think those are the top three, no doubt about it. And then you've got some rising teams like the 49ers who are building and doing things the right way. Um, otherwise, yeah, it probably would be the Packers that would start that next tier of teams. But the top three, no doubt. Your defending Super Bowl champion Eagles, the Vikings with the addition of Kirk Cousins, who already were in the NFC Championship game last year, and then the Rams, who have Goff, Gurley, Woods, a young nucleus of offensive talent, and then now this offseason, I mean, they've won the offseason with Aqib Talib, Marcus Peters, and Indomitian Sue coming into town. And I'll also throw in there a New Orleans Saints team that oh was pretty badass last Good year. Good call on you, sir. I completely mind-blanked farted on the Saints. Hey, and that's why I'm here. The Saints right? are legit, yes. And especially if the Saints can improve a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball, no doubt, that's a scary team. And Drew Brees is playing for the now. I love Michael Thomas. you got to love their backfield with uh, Kamara and Ingram. Their offensive line's getting better as well. So, absolutely, uh, the Saints are ahead of the Packers, in my opinion. No doubt about it. Couldn't agree more. And then we've got news coming out of Giants land. The New York Giants, who, you know, I, I think you and I both think... Uh, Probably won't be that good this year because that offensive line still stinks and that defense still isn't very good. And they've got Sheila Manning quarterbacking for them. But they now are looking to maybe move disgruntled, unhappy, prima donna wide receiver one Odell Beckham Jr. Reports are that they're in conversations and are open to trading Odell Beckham as he's now up for a contract extension. And we've seen other receivers in his draft class, Mike Evans get paid, Sammy Watkins get paid. Now it's Odell Beckham's turn, and he's probably the best of that bunch, no doubt about it. So do you think wise for the Giants to maybe get rid of their best player? And my, oh my, the team we were just talking about, the bleeping Rams are the team that seems to be pursuing him harder than any, and they're willing to part with that first-round pick to get his services. Yeah, and I will say the Giants, uh, their new GM, is it Gatlin or Gatlin or Randy something or Who other? Cares? I don't know. He, he has Gettleman said, is what it is. Gettleman, 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 thank you. He, he, he has come out and said that they're not, they don't intend to, I think his line was uh, he's not going to quit on talent. Obviously, Odell Beckham is a ginormous talent, and so it would be pretty stupid unless you're just getting a ton of stuff uh, which it seems like the Rams are going to be asking for a ton and if or I mean the Giants are going to be asking for a ton if they did make the trade they'd be getting probably an astronomical amount well, they're of probably picks gonna get at least things. a first round draft yeah pick. now it's tough for me because in general to me a wide receiver is not make or breaking anybody's team they're not winning and losing you games necessarily and so it's usually pretty expendable to me but when you look at the Giants as a team with and without Odell Beckham they are a much different offense and a much different team when he is on the field. It's crazy that uh, somebody who's not a quarterback can affect the game as much as he has for that team. But I still lean towards, man, if you're going to get a ton of stuff, if you're going to get tons of first-round picks, and, and where the Giants are sitting right now, when you think about the fact that they have the second pick in the draft, they could trade that and gather it. They could trade down and get a ton of picks if they don't want to snag one of these quarterbacks. And then they could also trade Odell Beckham Jr. and get a ton more picks. They could really fix that roster because football is not, it, it, unless you have just an amazing quarterback, the posi one position, one player doesn't usually make or break a team. Even though, again, he Odell seems to almost kind of you know, change that idea a little bit. Well, for me, it's very comparable to Ezekiel Elliott with the Cowboys, right? Without Zeke, the Cowboys are a completely different offense, and we saw that this yeah. year with him suspended. 
But I've been on record saying I don't know that I give Zeke a second contract. And that has to do with, one, the position he plays, and two, kind of the headache that you've had to deal with Zeke. You know, you're, 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 you hope that he matures and grows out of this, but you're always kind of worried in the back of your mind, is Zeke going to get in some more trouble? And, and you and I both didn't agree with the suspension. Uh, we didn't think it was warranted the amount of games it was because he wasn't proven guilty by the court of law. But the bottom line is he's been in the news for that. He's been in the news for showing a, a lady's teat skis at, at a St. Patrick's Day party. He's uh, There was another report of him punching a dude at a nightclub. I mean, there, there's stuff going on with him off the field. He likes to party. He likes to have a good time. And that's fine. Odell so Beckham. We. Yeah, we do. We do. But we also aren't professional athletes getting paid millions of dollars in the spotlight where everywhere we go, people are going to pull out their iPhone or Android and film us doing whatever bad thing we're doing, right? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But one day we'll get there. So Odell Beckham is maybe worse than Zeke. You, there's videos of him possibly snorting cocaine on video. So That he, was Parmesan cheese. Yeah, that's what they all say. He had pizza Look, and everything. You'd be able dude. to tell me what's Parmesan cheese more than anybody I know. What's more likely? Was that he's Parmesan, snorting Parmesan cheese off that French model or he's snorting cocaine? I mean, uh, come on. I think he was with T- Krista Forrester and they were... Oh, Chris was there? I didn't oh, know Chris together. was there. Okay, oh, that's a telltale well, sign. if there's powder... Hey, Chris was there. Chris is there. That's all the police need to you know. They show up. They get all these evidence. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, all they hear is Chris DeForester stop by. Oh. So, look, as good as a, a player Open and close case. As Odell Beckham Jr. is, and you and I both agree, he's a top five wide receiver in the league. Oh, he's top three. He's top two. Yeah, he I think might he's be three. I think he's third. I think he's third right now behind Julio and, and Antonio Brown. Um, that's just me. You know, pick your flavor, whatever. Not everybody's going to agree. It's, agree, disagree. That's why we talk sports. I, I, if I'm the Giants and he wants to offer me a first-round pick and a little bit more, I'm going to do it. Screw it. You, I, you don't have to pay him a lot of money. Who knows what the heck this guy's doing off the field. He's a headache. He's a prima donna. You, you've seen him getting in fights with nets on the sidelines. I'm like, screw this. I'm about to have to rebuild this entire team. Give me the draft picks. And not only that, he came out, supposedly reports came out, and, and he said that he's not playing unless he gets that new deal, and he wants to be paid higher than anybody in the entire league. So you're about to have to pay this guy a ton of money or he's going to, quote, not step on the field. Maybe it is time to get rid of him because yeah. you're going to pay a guy that much money and you're all, you're, you're not 100% sure about the way this guy conducts himself off the field. That's a little bit troublesome. And if you, and like you said, if you can go get a ton of picks, man. But then you also look at it from the perspective of the Rams and it's like, man, how badass is that? They're just putting together a motley bleeping crew. They don't care where you come from. They don't care what you're about as long as you're a badass football player. Keep to leave Marcus Peters and Dominican Sue. Keep to leave. Odell Beckham Jr. shows up to that offense. Sammy Watkins gets replaced by Odell Beckham Jr. Now you're looking at Goff, Gurley, and Beckham. Wow, that is a trio. And the Rams become already, they already are probably the most exciting team coming into the league with all the new faces they've added. But if they throw him in the mix, holy smokes. Mm. Man, and that would be a, it would be kind of a firestorm in New York unless they get a crazy amount of stuff because, because people love, People love Odell, and he has been a, a total stud for that team, even though he's been a little bit of a headache as well. Yep, no doubt, but it, it, like I said, I, I would trade him. If someone wants to offer me a first-round pick and then some for that dude. What's in then some? First, second, third? I don't really, yeah, first, second, first, third, no doubt. Uh, a first and a fourth? I would be shocked. To me, there's no position in football other than quarterback that I'm going to give two first-round picks for. 
Listen, I'm usually, it's funny you said, I'm usually right on cue with that, unless there's a, you know, a, a once in a generation pass rusher, you know, something like that. Uh, but Odell Beckham Jr., I need to pull up the, I need to pull up the, so if the you're the Rams and the Giants say, all right, this is a done deal. If you give us your first this year and your first next year, you pull the trigger on that. If you're the Rams? Yes. To me, if you're the Rams, you do that because they've seemed, they've already seemed to kind of just go all chips in the table. Let's just go for it. We're, we're bringing in all these personalities. We don't care. We know that our window is now and we're just going to jump on it. Okay, and so if that means for the next two years we piss away our draft picks, so be it because we got the best receiver in football. Okay. All right. Interesting. Another receiver that's, or not receiver, but a player that's had issues off the field, no longer in the league, trying to get back into the league, is one Money Johnny Manziel, who has been thrown at pro days left and right. This is around recently. the NFL, not around the CFL. No, Walsh. hey, that's Johnny Manziel's thing. On that's Babs. It podcast. is Babs' thing. It is Babs' thing. God dang it, dude! Why'd you throw you. him in here? Because Johnny Manziel is throwing at AM's Pro Day. He threw. He's trying to get back into the NFL. And he has said, yes, if he's not able to get back into the league, he's going to go play in Canada. But right now, he's trying to get in an NFL training camp this summer, I guess it would be, because it's before fall. It's in, what, July the most training camps happen? Yeah, end of July. So what do you think, man? You think Manziel's got a shot? I really don't. I really no. don't. I think the way the league's going where they've already outcasted a guy like Kaepernick, who is uh, clearly better than Manziel, I don't see them taking a chance on a guy like Manziel who's done, uh, I mean, when you compare the two, definitely worse kind of crap than what Kaepernick's done, and Kaepernick can't get back in here. I think if you're oh, a yeah. team, no, who, you're right, but I think if you're a team who takes in Manziel, the backlash on that, and the fallout, because, okay, so you're willing to take a flyer on Manziel, but you're not willing to take a flyer on Kaepernick. The questions are just going to become, it just becomes too much of a circus. We Man. talk about it with Tebow. We talk about it with Kaepernick, and it's the same with Manziel. They're, they're too, their stardom is too much to be a backup quarterback, and the headache it causes with the questions and all this crap. It's just probably not worth it for any one of these Dude, teams. Dude, you're man. right, and I agree with you on that. I think you get more backlash if you sign Kaepernick because of how stupid our society is today with all that cra- stuff with the American flag. And then Manziel has kind of been on the DL. And look, I've been very critical, and I was never a big— He was electrifying and fun to watch in college. I was never a believer in Manziel in the NFL. No, of course not. But I, I do believe in watching his interviews and just looking at him— and looking that man in the eyes when he speaks, I think he seriously has changed and cleaned himself up. And uh, that's awesome. I, I do. And that is awesome. Good for him. Hey, no, and good for you to be able to see that. You have well, a thank special you. I ability. Have you have yes, six I do. So if you're a team, let's say like the Jacksonville Jaguars in a small market, nobody really cares. And you've got Blake Bortles as your starting quarterback. I'd kick the tires on bringing a Johnny Manziel in, dude. Why not? Yeah, I still think that. And, but it's specifically that scenario. A smaller market like a Jacksonville, because I agree completely. If it's a Dallas or if it's a New York or if it's a New England or teams that are, it's got to be like a Cincinnati or a Jacksonville or somewhere where it can go kind of under the radar. Nobody's going to care too much. I think there it could work. It's funny you mention uh, New England because they've they've kind of been the team that has sniffed around Manziel the most at some of the, like at the A&M Pro Day and everything like that. They were kind of, and they were the team that went and got Tebow You're right. at one point. You're and right. so, and, and Belichick is the kind of guy, he's the one guy in the league that has carte blanche to where no matter what move he makes, everybody just says, you know, Belichick's up to something. You know, he's a genius. He, know, he knows what he's doing. Even if the, if, if the Cowboys or any other team made the exact same move, they'd be like, geez, this team has no idea what they're doing. 
So it wouldn't be totally surprised. Uh, or I don't think anybody would be if New England ended up doing that because he comes in. He's clearly the backup. He's not much. Uh, it's not, Tom Brady doesn't have to worry about competition and sexiness like he did with Graps. So, um, so you yeah. think Manziel's sexy? No, no, no I personally don't okay, at all. But all right. I definitely think Maybe. that Tom Brady is certainly more attractive. So he doesn't have to worry about Fair. that. Fair. So we, we, but you think Manziel's going to go play up north in Canada? I think he's going to Canada. And then, listen, if you go prove yourself there, great. But if I'm an NFL team, I'm like, why am I taking a flyer on you? I'll take a flyer on another quarterback. Okay, that's fine. Um, other quarterback news. And you know what? Speaking of the Patriots, though, real quick. They've lost both their starting tackles this offseason. Yeah. Nate Solder is signed with the Giants. Cam Fleming just signed with the Cowboys to be the backup swing tackle. We think right now that's his job, the backup swing tackle. Assuming the Cowboys maybe draft a guard. If not, he might start a right tackle and they kick Lyle Collins back inside. I don't know. But if there's any other team that's not New England, I think there's a complete freak out right now about that. That's a huge deal. Yeah, absolutely. And that's But that's kind of Patriots have earned that. You know they get they could lose everybody on the roster except for Brady and Belichick, and everybody will still say yeah they'll they'll figure out a way. Okay, now back to the quarterbacks. Uh, rumors are coming out. And this is smokescreen season, which means BS. Lie your butt off, NFL teams and agents and whoever the heck is coming out with information. But the Browns supposedly have narrowed down their number one overall pick options, or at least their quarterback options in the draft, to either Sam Darnold or Josh Allen. Do you believe this, and do you think that that means that it's Sam Darnold all the way? Because I think it would be a very Browns-esque move to take Josh Allen, but if there's one of these dudes that's going to bust out of the top four to five quarterbacks in this draft, it's probably Josh Allen. Well, the funniest thing to me is last week I read something that uh, had the Browns being, quote, completely enamored with Lamar Jackson, which I thought that was pretty laughable because there's just no way they're going to take him uh, at number one, but... I, I do see I do see Cleveland thinking to themselves those are the two quarterbacks because the reason why you can you can sell yourself on Josh Allen because he has all the physical tools and in, in a cold weather environment like Cleveland is and like a lot of their division is and when you see successful quarterbacks in that division Ben Roethlisberger you see uh, Joe Flacco for at least a short period of time these are big strong quarterbacks that's exactly with big what, arms yes and that's what exactly what and he did Josh Allen is at Wyoming which he is played a at cold Wyoming in the cold, so he's more he's more accustomed to that that's fair. But but so I so I can I do I do actually believe this when they say or reports come out that th- these are the two guys. But I will be pretty surprised if they go against uh, picking Darnold because that's just gotta be that Darnold, just seems kind of like man he he's got even Jim Moore came out Jim Moore uh, coach formerly of UCLA coach Rosen he came out and said uh, you know if he's Cleveland he would go Darnold over Rosen. Now I know we're talking about Darnold over Allen, but either way. Same thing still applies. He talks about Darnold just being a guy who's going to be excited to be in Cleveland. He calls him a blue-collar guy. That kind of attitude, they're going to love him. And, and he's 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 big and strong. You know, I mean, he's not a small guy, Darnold, by any means. He can play, you would think, in some cold weather. His pro day was a super rainy day, whatever. But I think they go Darnold. I'll be surprised if they go Allen. But I'm not surprised that those are the final two that they've ended up with, even though, man, Saquon Barkley? Mm, we'll see. Maybe they're Saquon? hoping Barkley... Sneaks They're to hoping four. Saquon falls to four, and then wow! If they go Darnold Barkley, oh man! And with the offseason that they've already had, and that's badass. The Browns, the other team. I mean, the Rams have been the most aggressive, but the other team lurking might be the Browns for an old Odell Beckham. You pair him with his old college teammate and Jarvis. Yeah, Landry. I know Jarvis was already ticked to Twitter Uh-oh. to to try and get him over there. I think you know the other team is where does it sounds? We talk about the Rams being exciting. The Browns are going to be a little bit exciting they just are. because. You're so used to them being terrible, and now they got some faces, and we'll see what they do in the draft. And they end up with Barkley. Holy crap. They got themselves a, a hell of an offensive, uh, at least on paper, 
hell of an offense. So I think Darnold goes one, though. Yeah, I agree. So sticking with the draft, though, you watched uh, the Florida State safety Derwin James. I know that must have been cringeworthy for you as a Canes fan. You hate watching Seminoles. Yes. Um, but give us your thoughts on Derwin James. I watched a couple games of him via draft breakdown, the website that, that does a great job of providing us with you know, the people that don't have access to coaches' tape, they give us some tape of some of these college recruits or, or uh, college draft prospects, I should say. I watched Erwin James. Is he a physical specimen? Absolutely. Maybe his tape from a year or two years ago is better. But the games that I saw this year, I'd compare it to a Malik Jefferson from Texas, a dude who looks the part but just kind of seemed a little bit lost out there at times. Yeah, I was um – I was a, I'm was a little bit higher on him. I'm not that low on him. Uh, I think when I watched the games of him, I didn't watch any previous years. I only watched this year. I just wanted to see what he had done recently. Um, and I didn't know if maybe he got a little bit bigger. Maybe he was a little bit smaller in his early college years and moved a little bit better uh, because he is he's a 6'2", 6'3", guy who's 215, 220 pounds. So he's a big guy. He's not your free. He's not your, you know, the Cowboys want an Earl Thomas. They want the guy who's out there surveying the field as a, you know, single high center fielder. And that's not what Derwin James is. He's an in-the-box guy. They put him They put him in the box almost as a linebacker pretty often. And and he's good at it. He, he makes tackles. I thought he, I thought he tackled well in the open field. I thought he showed ability to cover in the slot, showed ability to cover tight ends. He didn't wow me, though. He, he wowed me with his his size and his speed but he didn't allow me with his movement ability like he didn't he didn't look overly athletic to me even though if you just looked at him standing there you'd be pretty impressed with him yeah but he did tackle well he blitzes well they again they bring him in the box so they'll they'll blitz him they'll make him play like a linebacker and i thought he did well tackling in the open field i think he is a a solid player but i don't see him as being a top 10 pick i guess in a draft like this where it's it's there's not a ton of first round talent He's definitely a first-round guy, but he he certainly doesn't wow me, Wolchuk. And that's the thing with me. I watched, you know, watching a lot of these guys that are going to be the projected top fifteen or so picks. I mean, I I'm not uh, don't have access to get like hundred deep, you know, like some of the great draft experts we have in the DFW area, like the uh, Kevin Turners, the Jeff Cavanaughs, the Brian Broadises, the Dane Bruglers, or so. If you are in the DFW or even outside, those are guys you should follow their work. They do an excellent job. So we're just kind of scratching the surface with what we're able to watch. For sure. Um, but this is just an underwhelming class for me. I think Bradley Chubb is an elite talent. For sure. And then you've got a bunch of quarterbacks who are either going to be hit or miss. Maybe this is an excellent quarterback it's class. It's an exciting quarterback Because there's a lot class. of talent. Absolutely. There's a lot of talent for sure, but you never really know. There's not a lot of guys that I think are, like, you know coming in. You knew coming in. All right. Andrew Luck, that dude's going to be good. And unfortunately, he's gotten hurt, but the first three years of his career, he was that. Absolutely, no doubt. So these guys, there's not that dude, but there are a bunch of guys that could become really good. The rest of the draft for me, other than Bradley Chubb and and Barkley, of course, those and Nelson, those three, I think those are elite prospects. The rest of it's like, what's your flavor, man? Do you like uh, Vita Vea? Sure, he's a good player, uh, but Derwin James, it's like, yeah, maybe he's the best safety in this class if you're taking out Minka Fitzpatrick, who I think is a stud. But, but he's the best he's certain not, kind of safety. Yeah, That's what I really wanted to get across. Me. He's not a free safety. He's not an Earl Thomas center He's fielder. a strong safety. He's a strong safety in the box. He can do some covering, and I do think if he did fall to 19 to Dallas, I think you'd be happy with a guy like that. But I, I, he's not the kind of guy that I would be trying to trade up for to go get because you got to have him, and he's and he's that much of a stud. If the Dolphins drafted him, would you be upset? 
Um, I would for the simple reason of we already have two strong safeties. We're already trying to force a square peg in a round hole with TJ McDonald and Rashad Jones acting like one of those guys can be a free safety when they're both strong safeties. Derwin James would just add another strong safety to the mix when what we need is kind of what Dallas is talking about, which is that Earl Thomas sort of free safety center fielder who can really cover and cover a lot of ground. And that's not what Derwin James is, and that's certainly what the Dolphins need. All right, fair enough. And we wrap around the NFL with the new NFL rule changes, uh, the catch rule. I don't really want to go that into it because it just upsets me. They, they've made the necessary changes. The Dez catch would now be a catch, as it should have been in the first place. I think the Jesse James play would have also now counted as a catch from this past year with the Steelers game. So necessary change there. I think both of us agree that's probably for the best. Yeah, I just don't know how much it really changes. Uh, there's another rule about the targeting of the uh, yeah. So you can't sort you can't of lean if you duck at all or lean. lean is it, and and with is that that's as a defensive player? Yes. Okay, so it doesn't. The same rule doesn't apply for an offensive player, like running the ball or anything. I don't think so. I don't know. I just I think automatically that it's, think of those rules as defensive player rules. I just think more flags, more. I mean, I think they're stoppages. really just trying to eliminate players know. from using their head at all, because that's where you see a lot of the contact and concussion issues come from players just ducking. And I know that's part of football, but it just forces guys to more like rugby style tackling, right? Head up. Wrap up, and hopefully it eliminates some injuries. Yeah, more flags. I'm not excited about it. You think, uh, like John Gruden, they should just take away instant replay? No. No. I just think we just need to figure out a way to use it better. There's no sense in not using something that can be such a great tool and at times is 100% necessary, but we've, we've overdone it to the point now where it is, I can understand why John Gruden would just say that flippantly, like, geez, just to hell with this whole thing, because we just got a bunch of schmucks running this whole organization, this billion-dollar company industry that we're in, and we can't find people to figure this kind of thing out. It's, it is it is pretty sad. But if you have to resort to doing away with instant replay, that just shows the incompetence of the people running the show there. All right. Well, we are the Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Walter alongside Eric Chiafalo. We gave you a nice long around the NFL segment on your hump day when we come back tomorrow on a Thursday for you we'll have our new staple segment we had a first round for you last week we'll have round number two for you this week it's the bleep around so you stay locked and loaded and prepared for that enjoy your Wednesday ladies and gents hugs and hand pounds everybody come poised